Welcome to The Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. Hey, this is Scott Townsend. Welcome back to The Scott Townsend Show. Last week, I visited with the executive producer of The Scott Townsend Show, Ben Townsend, about the importance of having an agenda for meetings and how this can up your meeting productivity by 80%. It's well known that an agenda keeps discussions on topic, helps in achieving objectives, satisfies participants that a sensible process has been followed and acts as a reference. Today, Ben comes back to discuss tips and tricks on how to shorten your meetings without losing meeting quality. Take a listen and see if there are any suggestions you can use to help you become a meeting facilitator ninja. Ben Townsend. Ben, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Scott? Good, good. Yeah, it's, uh, that last uh, meeting, um, one of the reasons why I had you back was because I got a lot of good feedback on the meeting topic last week, which was agendas and uh, how to increase your meeting productivity by 80%. I think that's what you said. So yeah, I had people share it on LinkedIn and I don't know, just, uh, it just kind of, it was one of the more popular shows that we've done on meetings. So thought I'd have you back. We had a good discussion last time. Uh, I think this will be good also. Um, Today, we're talking about how to have shorter meetings and some, you know, are you looking for a longer meeting to go to? No, never. (laughs) (laughs) And neither is anybody else. And neither is anybody else. Uh, And and yet, uh, based on Parkinson's law, you know, work fills to the time allotted. So if you have an all day meeting and it only needs to be half a day, you're going to stay all day. Everybody feels compelled to stay in. If you book an hour meeting and you get through in 30 minutes, then people think they've got to fill the rest of the 30 minutes with something, but you surely can't go back to your cubicle. You're stealing part of my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's good. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, Last time, you know, we, we covered, uh, we covered the agenda on how to have a successful meeting. And I, I did uh, mention that I thought it would improve your meeting performance by 80%. And the reason why I, I, I said that and put it so high is because I think when you're talking about meetings, you can't separate meeting success, success from the actual agenda because uh, it's your roadmap and it pervades um, everything, everything, you know, with your, with your meeting from getting people ready to going through it, to actually accomplishing so, something without the agenda. Um, nothing else really happens or at least doesn't come together well right right so yeah if you if you missed that episode i suggest you go back and uh take a listen to that i think you'll really enjoy it and this is people out there on linkedin and and friends family co-workers colleagues everybody uh they can learn a lot about meeting just by listening to our wisdom here because we're just that smart yeah Anybody listening to us and can call it wisdom, that, that's something else. <laughs> P- 
Pops Daylight Donuts. Man, they've got the best tasting donuts, sausage wraps, pastries, Northeast Oklahoma. And also, if you'll tell the staff there, hey, Scott Townsend said to give me a large spicy pig, they'll give you a free large spicy sausage wrap. But you have to tell them Scott Townsend sent you. So tell them, hey, Scott Townsend told me to tell you to give me a large spicy pig. So there's the offer. There's the there's the call to action. So go to Pops Daylight Donuts. Say hi to Mark for me. And uh, yeah, go to Pops Daylight Donuts and get you some. So uh, jumping right into it here, how to have a shorter meeting. What uh, What's one of the things you would suggest uh, people do to ensure meetings are as short as possible? Yeah. But I think, again, you know, having a short meeting starts with an, an agenda, because if you don't know what that is, you haven't thought it out. You can't lead people to success if you don't know where you're going. So it really does start with the agenda. The shorter meeting does. Uh, and then, of course, um, sticking to it as you go through your meeting. I also think that um, starting your meeting on time is really important. And, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't start it. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to have a meeting at nine o'clock, I don't start it at nine o'clock in one second. I really consider on time to be uh, your meeting time plus one um, or two outside uh, because people are traveling sometimes or moving from uh, meeting to meeting and they need a little bit of space to reorient, uh, to get off of one Zoom and get on the next. <clears throat> or if you're physically present in a building, get from one meeting room to the next. Um, kind of along with that, I would say, end your meeting. And, and it's not in, ending it early, really. I mean, if you have an, if you schedule a meeting for nine o'clock, I would say you should be starting at 9.01, 9.02, and you should schedule it to end at 9.25 because that gives people time to move from your meeting and, and get on to the next thing without being late there. So it's kind of extending that courtesy to people's schedule and other things they have going on during the day, and people really appreciate that. They, they, they respond to that really well. So I'd say starting uh, on time. And then when you do start on time, I think it's really important to review the agenda. Just, you know, let people know, hey, the agenda, if we accomplish this agenda, that is that defines success. So review the agenda so that everybody knows what you're you're going to try to accomplish. And I think also as you start the meeting, before the discussion gets started, you should introduce and announce the parking lot. Um, which is the, which is the third point really is use the parking lot. So when you're, when you're getting into your meeting topic, the, the hardest thing to do is stay on topic and on your agenda because you have different people in there. They're thinking about slightly different things. They're going to be talking about things that are kind of tangential to the point that you're trying to make and they'll get you off track. They're not trying to derail your meeting but they're just not as focused on accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish as a meeting organizer and facilitator. So announcing the parking lot is, you know, as we go through this discussion today, if, uh, if we hit on some things that, um, that we may need to talk about, but are not on topic for this meeting, we're going to agree to put those things in the parking lot. We're going to write them on the board here and I will 
put those on the meeting minutes as we send them out. All this stuff is important stuff. Things that are in the parking lot, we're not saying they're not important, but they're just not the topic of this meeting. So we'll just agree to parking lot those. And so when you do that, do you, do you do that or do you assign someone to write down the parking lot items? I do it, I do it both ways. It, it kind of depends on what the setup is, you know, of the, if I'm in a room or, you know, how large the meeting and how, how busy I'm going to be as a facilitator, but I'll normally do it because normally I try to keep my meetings pretty small. Right. One of the things you mentioned, uh, uh, starting, you know, you know, letting people have time at the end of the meeting to get to the other meeting because other people don't do that. Uh, and because people will start on the hour all the time, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever. And so, you know, like you said, the last meeting ends at, uh, nine, uh, at the last meeting ended at 10 and your next meeting starts at 10. Right. So I think it's, uh, also cool to, Start your meet. Start your meeting at a weird time, like nine. Like if you're meeting, if their meeting just ended at ten, start your start yours at knowing that most meetings are going to end at at the top of the hour. Start right. yours at like ten oh seven, and for one, that gives people time to go to the bathroom, get a drink, run by their desk real quick, and and then come into your meeting. The other thing it does, though, is it also uh, it shocks people into uh, remembering the time that your meeting is supposed to start because no one ever starts at ten oh seven, right, or nine oh four. And so when you do that, people will always remark about the time that it's starting, and that's kind right. of fun actually. And yeah. then stopping at the end, like you said at. Uh, if it's an hour meeting and you know that everybody else's meetings are going to start at the top of the hour, let them kick out of your meeting at uh, 10 55 or whatever. Yeah. I'm always thinking if I, if I don't, it's, it's hard on outlook, which is a tool I use to schedule meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, it wants to schedule you on the hour. So if you have a right. 30 minute meeting, you know, you'll put nine to nine 30 will be the choice you can have. And then if you back it up, right to like 925 or one of the end meeting, then it'll adjust this beginning time to, you know, 855. So, right. you know, with, with Outlook, you have to be real purposeful, you know, to, to put those, um, you know, different uh, meetings start. So, so generally I don't, on the start, I just do it at the top of the hour, but I know people are going to come in one and two minutes late. It's going to happen no matter what I do, no matter how adamant I am about being there on time. So I, I'm not trying to change human behavior there. I'm just acknowledging it and it's just people's schedule. So, you know, give people a couple minutes to, to get into the room. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not, but then you're in control and you can end your meeting on time and keep it on track. So that's where the control is handed over to you as a facilitator. Uh, and, and you can encourage people to do the same things by kind of sticking to your guns, uh, sticking to the agenda, respecting their time, respecting your own process. You're trying to accomplish something, right? So you, you need to accomplish your purpose, uh, number one, but you need to respect uh, the people in the process during time. And that includes people who try to get you or, or are going to tend to get you off track, which is why you announce the parking lot. Let them know ahead of time that's going to happen so that when they when they do it, you know, it doesn't hit them cold. And you're just, OK, yeah, we talked about the parking lot. We all agreed to that. So I think that's important to start the meeting with that, especially 
you know, if you have people, you know, they're going to attend to that, that tend to be verbose, um, mm-hmm. talk a lot, you know, it really right. helps control that. The, uh, on the outlook you mentioned, yeah, I mean, you can start at like, you can, you can start it at two Oh seven and end at mm-hmm. 48 or whatever. Yeah. It just, yeah. You, you can back up a little bit. Right. But yeah, you're right. So everyone just does the default and it's a top of the hour or 30 minutes or whatever. So adjusting yep. that little time there really uh, shows that you care and gives them time to actually have a bio break or whatever. Right. The, the other thing I wanted to mention when we started, I was thinking about this earlier, you know, when we talked last time, we talked about having only the people in the meeting that actually need to be there. So I didn't, I didn't put it as a separate thing to talk about here. I didn't make a mental note on that really, but I just want to mention it in our last interview. Cause I think that's also, um, you know, a, a good technique for having successful meetings and meetings that end on time, keeping it just scoped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you also talked about agendas last time. And, and so pushing the agenda out a week ahead of time or days ahead of time so that people can have time to read it over so that they don't take the, well, at at Amazon, uh, from what I hear, they actually spend the first five minutes reading over the agenda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, that's, I guess that's okay. That's cool. You know, but uh, I think you should probably, um, read it before you get to the meeting, but you know, people are busy. I can see, you know, in the meeting, give them and everybody four or five minutes to read over it. And yeah. Yeah. People like, I don't, I don't have people read the agenda, but like I said earlier, you know, when they enter the meeting room, I'm not assuming uh, that they've read it. I'm assuming that some people probably haven't for whatever reason, which is why I review it, you know, to start the meeting, those two things. Yeah. Um, Start the meeting at about nine Oh two. If I schedule a nine o'clock meeting, um, and then review the agenda so that everybody knows what success looks like to find success and then announce the parking lot and then get started. The last thing that, um, uh, we can talk about here is during the meeting, that's not the time to figure out technology. I know this from experience when you go into a meeting and you're about to give a presentation and you hook it up and it doesn't work or you don't know the passcode to get into the, you know, the room or whatever. And, or something happens. I mean, I've had so many different little things happen yeah, and it eats up like 10 or 15 minutes of your time. And then someone has to come over and try to help you with it, you know? Right. And it's just, uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, it's, it makes you look like you're not prepared and, and you're not really, and it eats up your time. And so 10, five, five, 10, 15 minutes later, depending on how bad it is, uh, you just wasted, you just, uh, you just lost your right. Reading. Right. I remember when, uh, secretary of state, James Baker came to Hunter's graduation class to give the uh, commencement. He, he, uh, gave the, his five P's, which is, uh, I think it's five piece prior preparation prevents poor performance. So yeah, with your technology or whatever you have in the room that, that you've got to get ready, just make sure it's ready to go. Absolutely. You know, before the meeting gets started. And I, mm-hmm. I think also, you know, normally 
I, I try to schedule 30 minute meetings. If I need an hour, I'll schedule an hour. I don't, I don't have a phobia of a one hour meeting or even a rack session, you know, where I've got a, I need half a day. We're going to go through a, a complex, you know, agenda. And it's something where, you know, people are maybe pulled off site or into a conference room and you do this way in advance so people can get ready. But for a 30 minute meeting, you know, I don't, I don't usually allocate time on the agenda. Like we're going to spend 10 minutes on this point, 10 minutes on this point, and five minutes on this point. I don't usually do that, but I have a good idea in my mind because I'm facilitating how much time, you know, I want to, I want to spend on each topic. And so I'm trying to drive to a conclusion with that in my mind. And if, if we're, if we're spending too much time because people spend it, spend too much time in the first part of their meeting, you know, and then they don't have enough time for, for topics that are, you still have to accomplish in your meeting, you know, then you, as a facilitator, you just have to be cognizant of that and announce, you know, a time check and, and just literally just say that, okay, time check. You know, we have three items here. It's already nine fifteen, and we have two more items to cover. So, uh, wrap up, let's wrap up this point. I think, you know, state what you've heard, summarize it get agreement and then move on to your next topic. It, it, it helps people stay on, on track. I would say yeah. that time, you know, on, on your agenda is critical for long. Like that. I, I, we, I definitely would put a time allocation on each topic. Mm-hmm. If I have a complex meeting that I'm putting together for sure. Right. Gosh, I've been in those complex meetings where uh, there's a lot of people that uh, are allocated like let's say uh, 10 15 minutes a piece mm-hmm. to to weigh in on on their uh, project or whatever mm-hmm. and what always and when I say always I mean always what always happened was the people that started out mm-hmm. would get on a roll and they eat up their 10 or 15 now they're going into 20 25 sometimes it right rolled into 30 and no one's calling them on it. Right. No one's calling the, no one's calling time. They, right. you'll hear somebody say, okay, we need to keep it going here. So, you know, but <clears throat> so the next person comes on, well, now the next person's late. Uh, and then they start and, and then they get all passionate about what they're talking about. And then their 15 rolls into 30, 35, by the time it got to, uh, a couple of us towards the end, it yeah. was like you only had two minutes. Yeah, and super compressed. You, super. I mean, you can't even do anything. Hi, my name's right. Scott, and 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 I'm just glad to be here. Boom, your time is done. Everybody wants to go to lunch. You know. Mm-hmm. So you really need a timekeeper. And <clears throat> on several meetings, I tried to help the facilitator. I, t- I told the facilitator, I, w- "I will be your timekeeper," because I saw this happen so much. And so I would, uh, okay, yeah, sure. And, and, uh, okay. we got two minute warning here and they started calling me the, the meeting Nazi or the time Nazi or something. I don't right. know. Kind, yeah, of, I, kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, I, I was just I trying to help a, keep, keep people, people on time. Yeah. And, and I think as a facilitator, you either have to have that skill, develop that skill, or just wave the white flag and say, I'm just not comfortable doing that. And then ask the type a guy in the room, Hey, would you mind being the timekeeper today? <laughs> Let him be the bad cop, you know, um, I'm comfortable with it. So I never really do that, but that, that's a great point. I think if you have somebody else in the room or, 
you know, you, you feel like you're going to be, uh, have enough, you know, mental judo going on during the meeting that you can't also keep track of time than have somebody else mm-hmm. do that for you. I think that's a really good idea. And I would say, you know, the other thing is, um, just a couple other things. One, give back time. Uh, if you, if you accomplish your, your meeting agenda and you accomplish your objective 15 minutes early, then let people go. Nobody yep. will ever complain that you gave back time. Nobody. Nope. But as a matter of fact, they'll see you as a hero. Exactly. But if you're one of those people who feels like they got to fill time, you know, then people that really irritates the heck out of people. So don't be that guy or that girl. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're if you accomplish your meeting agenda, then your meeting's over at that time. Just say, guys, I'm gonna give you back time. We did this. Thanks a lot for the focus today. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'll be sending out, you know, minutes and action items. So thank you for attending, you know, and give them back time and kind of related to that is end on time or before, because you're being courteous to people and you kind of get a reputation for whether you do it well or do it poorly. Um, and ending your meetings on time. And if you run your meetings efficiently, people will give your meeting invitation more credibility mm-hmm. because they know you're on topic they know you're on focus so meeting ending the meeting on, on time doesn't really impact that meeting's performance it impacts the next meeting performance that you invite people to because they know that you're going to be on your game mm-hmm. and it's like that's a good like point in, it's like in baseball you know when when uh when the uh the manager you know he doesn't agree with a, a strike call that just struck out his his slugger. You know, the, the manager comes running out of the dugout. He runs up to the umpire. He's kicking dirt all over his shoes. He's screaming in his face, spits flying and stuff, and he's making a big scene. He knows the umpire's <clears throat> not going to change the call. But what he's trying to do is influence the next one. Mm-hmm. And so when you end your meeting on time, you're really kind of influencing the next call, and you're setting your next meeting up for success. Right. So that, that would be the things I think about when how to keep meetings short. All right. Well, uh, appreciate all those points. Very prescient and uh, timely. And I think a lot of people will get a, a lot out of that. If you're listening to this and you've had some examples of how to or ideas on how to have shorter meetings, be sure and send an email to scott at scotttownsend.info. Be sure to like, subscribe to the uh, show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast downloads. You can also uh, go over to uh, our YouTube channel, uh, the Scott Townsend Show's YouTube channel, and subscribe. Subscribe, like, share there as well. So uh, yeah, and our Patreon page. So we'll start. We'll be starting a Patreon page so that those of you who want to continue to support with a membership on a month-to-month basis can do that at uh, Patreon. So uh, yeah, it'll be uh, Patreon. For, well, I'll I'll get the link uh, and let you know what that is later. Anyway, Ben, have a great day. Thanks for weighing in on how to have shorter meetings. Hey, thanks, Scott. Appreciate the invitation and hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you too. So for Ben Townsend, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for listening to the Scott Townsend Show. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later.
Scott Townsend Show is a Dietzo Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Scott.